Welcome to the Employee Ownership Podcast with Bob Whalen, where Bob discusses anything and everything related to employee ownership. Bring it in, Bob. Well, hi, Bob. Super excited to be with you again, uh, talking about employee ownership and really how all the facets of employee ownership shape success. Excited to do it. We got a lot to talk about today, so let's get after it. Yeah. So you wanted to talk about growth, which is the fourth of the four core values of HB Global and all of its subsidiaries and business units. And when someone first hears the word growth as a core value in the business, they may automatically think a certain way or a particular way about growing the business itself. Uh, But there's something more encompassing that you mean um, about growth as a core value that HB means. And and can you just explain that a little bit? Yeah, yes. For, for me, when I talk about core value of growth, I'm talking about growth personally, professionally, and growing the business. And I think that that order, you know, is very specific in what we mean about growth. We mm-hmm. really focus on the personal aspect first, professionally second, and as an outcome of uh, personal and professional growth, we view that the business will grow as well, as well and thrive. Mm-hmm. So when you think of personal growth over your years in this organization, um, are there any standouts for you? And really, why should a company care about someone's personal growth outside of, of the business? Yeah, we really have some great examples. And it, it's it, it's exciting for me all the time to, to think about those specific people that over my 15 years with HB Global that we've watched grow and thrive. I, I think the first one that comes to mind is Chase, who started out as an apprentice with us and is now a foreman. But he was $23,000 in credit card debt mm. and, you know, really suffering personally because of it. It was affecting yeah. his work. And he opened up to our former uh, CFO about his problems. And our former CFO, Andy Henry, um, had just read a book, The Dream Manager, yeah. and put what he had read in that book to practice with Chase. They developed a a plan together of how Chase was going to, uh, you know, pay down his credit card debt. They put that plan in place. And two years later, uh, Chase was debt free and just felt much better about himself Mm -hmm. and where he was in his position, you know, with his family. And that allowed Chase to be, to bring a better version of himself to work. So it's uh, very unusual if you run into Chase out in the field that you don't see a smile on his face because he's living the the best version of himself. And then a second example I would use, we have a employee, Bobby, that's, you know, held multiple uh, roles for us, but he was unabashedly um, a recovering drug addict when he joined us uh, in 2014. He started to really grow uh, when he joined our our PAVE program. And our PAVE program is really for our up-and-coming leaders. And it's really a holistic program that not only has personal and developmental uh, growth in the classwork that they do, the projects that they do, but they're also assigned a mentor. And, you know, I think the combination uh, of all of those things, you know, has really uh, allowed uh, Bobby to grow, 
to take on new responsibilities uh, with our organization, feel great about what he does, the role that he plays in, in our company. I mean, he's learned about goal setting and budgeting and saving money and recently bought his first house. And so all of those things allows him to bring the best version of himself to work, you know, every day. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about becoming the best version of yourself is important, you know, personally? I mean, it it does affect how they come to work, but uh, tell me more about what you mean by that. Well, I think most importantly, you know, all of us are human beings. We all have our struggles. We all have times uh, when we're feeling better or feeling better about ourselves, you know, than other times. But I think when we do continue to improve you know, over time, it allows us to be at peace with ourselves and really to bring that best version of ourselves to work. And why, you know, obviously it's important uh, just that we facilitate that for our employees, for their own well-being, mm-hmm. but it also provides value to the business as a whole. Mm-hmm. We're all better off. We all know that we do better work when we're, you know, feeling good about where we are in our life. And I think that that's why it's so important not to compartmentalize these things and think that they're not tied together. Mm -hmm. We really need to address the whole person in what we do at work every day. And I think that that benefits the business. We are all better off when we're in that good spot. And it's nice to see happier people at work, for sure. No doubt. (laughs) So true. So how about uh, professional growth? It's a little bit different than personal growth. And studies show that people want to work for an organization where they can learn and grow. And so how can uh, an organization facilitate professional growth? Well, I think we have multiple programs, you know, for our employee base that we provide both organized programs as well as a lot of materials that we provide for Mm -hmm. our employee base to learn on their own. But, you know, we have some great examples of just seeing some tremendous professional growth. The first one, you know, is is Daniel, a a PM. He's worked for, uh, you know, one of our divisions for 20 years. And uh, he participated in the first PAVE cohort that we had. And he rated his professional improvement through the PAVE project as 100%. He thinks he's 100% better today than what he was before he started that program. Now, he rates himself going from a four to an eight. I can tell you Daniel's much closer to a 10 than that. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's the peer relationships you form. And, you know, and I know from my own development where I've participated as part of a, a class in professional development and you know, instructors are great and the materials you you get from instruction are really important. But generally speaking, you learn more from your peers than you do any other aspect mm-hmm. uh, of the program. And, and, you know, Daniel has really, you know, identified that. But Daniel's also become a reader yeah. because of it. And that's really exciting. You know, he was never a person uh, that read books for professional development before he started PAVE. It's part of the program. You're kind of forced uh, to do some reading as part of the program. And it really got him started on just using reading as a professional development tool. I would want to point out for everybody, books are not the only way 
to learn on a regular basis on your own for, through professional development. Uh, we have podcasts uh, that we can listen to, YouTube videos, just general content, you know, on the internet. So there's a lot of different ways mm -hmm. uh, that we can develop ourselves both personally and professionally, that is not necessarily sitting down and reading a long book and, and going through it. But I think being a lifetime learner is really important. And I think our development uh, programs really facilitated that. Then the second example, you know, I'd like to, to give is Matt. You know, Matt is somebody that really most of his career before us was outside of our industry. You know, Matt started off as a as a project administrator, has, you know, worked his way through the PM ranks and is now a VP of operations for for one of our uh, businesses. But really the tools, you know, he learned in the classroom, he could deploy immediately into the work he was doing uh, with managing others and, and making them better. And then you get exposed you know, to mentors and, and peers and strategies that they're using that you can deploy for the benefit of yourself and the employees that work for you. Matt's also taken advantage of the Better Up program, which is another one of the programs, you know, that we make available to our employees. And really, we've just seen Matt grow tremendously mm -hmm. uh, as a leader, you know, within our business, having a lot to do with the Matt, the person, but also the tools that have been made available to him. Matt has really had an opportunity uh, to grow professionally. And, and maybe the, the, the last example, you know, I would give is Vicki. Vicki spent 24 uh, years with us, started as a billing clerk, you know, so really started from the ground up. Again, part of our PAVE program, but has been able to take advantage of the experience of her classmates as she's gone through the PAVE program, you know, as well as uh, the mentors she's had along the way. And I think one of the big things that Vicki would point out that these experiences would have helped her with is to be mentors to other mm -hmm. employees. Mm -hmm. And and so oftentimes, you know, we take those things that we really, we pick and choose what we like. Yeah. And I think one of the things that Vicki's most appreciative to is the mentoring she's had as she's gone through her career, not just through PAVE, but all through the 24 years uh, of being with our company has allowed her to become a better mentor and really serve, you know, other employees as she goes through uh, this journey with us at mm -hmm. HB Global. And now I think she's a VP at her division. She is. Uh, it, it's an amazing story. And I think one of the things that I'm most proud of is the number of executives we have uh, in our company that did not go through the traditional white collar tra uh, track yeah. of uh, college first. Mm -hmm. And so we have a number of these folks that I've talked about today that did not start with college. They started, you know, early in their career with our company and have really grown. And I think it's a, an important lesson for all of our employees that are out there. You know, we certainly, you know, want there to be a contingent of college educated folks in our business, but there's a place in leadership for mm -hmm. people that didn't go through that track. Mm -hmm. You know, the School of Hard Knocks, our organized instruction that we do, a lot of our programs are really 
give the most important, you know, academic pieces uh, to the employees that go through them. And it's one of the most exciting things for me to see our folks that are not college educated work up to executive ranks in our company. Yeah. Well, it sounds like that three-year uh, pay program is uh, a significant investment, but worthwhile. It's it's almost like a two or three year MBA. Uh, you know, how many employees are part of that program, and how do they get in to the pay program? Uh, you know, generally speaking, uh, we have a cohort of around fifteen people that go through it, plus or minus any year. It's by recommendation of your supervisor. It is really a program that's identified for really high potentials. You know, so we're basically picking the, the highest potentials from the entire company. And we run this program every three years, you know, and so this is something, you know, that will consistently continue to build, you know, mal, uh, management uh, potential of our up and coming leaders. So mm -hmm. we're really excited about that program as well as many others sure. that we have that are both organized, you know, as well as an opportunity mm -hmm. for people to learn at their own speed. I, I think it's really important, you know, for employees to take responsibility for their development. And we certainly have ways that, that we do it and organize it and uh, have our employees go through. But we also recognize on a quarterly basis the people within our company that are doing the most self-learning through HB University's, you know, web-based programs. Mm -hmm. And so it's fun to see those names come across, you know, my computer of the folks that are really taking the time to develop themselves and become better leaders. So uh, available to everybody. Available to every employee in our company. That's amazing. That's am amazing. And it, it seems like it supports the just cause of, you know, changing lives through employee ownership because all of these pieces do, you know, change their life. I, I think one of the important things that we're trying to do here is to really recognize that the things we do here at HB Global are bigger than just a net profit on an income statement. Mm -hmm. You know, we're trying to improve the lives uh, of everybody we touch, but in particular, and to focus it on the employees that work for us. And, and hopefully our employees recognize that and believe that they're getting great value mm -hmm. out of working for HB Global. Yeah. But profit is important and growing the business is important. Uh, Can't do it without it. So it's an important component of what we do. So that it leads me to, I think, uh, my last question, uh, which would be, could you talk specifically about growing the business? You know, how does that and how's it playing out for long term for, for specific HB Global businesses? Yes. Uh, you know, so as we focus uh, on growing the business, you know, I think one of the things uh, that everybody focuses on has been our growth through acquisition. And, and so, you know, really uh, the entire company has been grown, you know, through acquisition. And then uh, we have an expectation that each one of those businesses will grow at mid single digits, mm -hmm. you know, over the long run. And so we kind of set a target of 5% and our leaders of our business you know, are really shooting for that organic growth of 5%. But I think one of the biggest things that's happened because of our growth through acquisitions is the professional opportunities that we've created by growing. And I think growing is a really important part of creating those professional 
you know, opportunities. I think of all the people in our organization that have taken on new roles because of an acquisition uh, that's done. And almost all of our acquisitions are about a succession plan for the leadership team at the division, you know, we've mm -hmm. acquired. And that yeah. creates opportunities for people to step up and to take on, you know, new responsibilities. And then I think the second area growing the business is for us to just get a little bit better, you know, each day. You know, that we are constantly driven to make the business just a little bit better. And that little bit better, you know, may equate to creating, you know, more business. So growing the amount of business that we do, uh, which creates more opportunities for employee owners. But it may also make us more efficient and more profitable that creates more value for our employees that we can reinvest back into growth opportunities. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's, you know, we talk about all of these things and I think we talk about the personal and professional growth that we're trying to, and that's unusual for businesses to really talk about that, but it's really all three of these are very important and interrelated to our success. We really need to be set successful on all of them. I think if you, you think of a stool, you know, with three legs. Mm -hmm. If we neglect any one of these three legs, we're not going to be as successful mm -hmm. as we could. We're going to have to spend a lot of time trying to balance that stool. Right. And so if we focus on all three of these things, really give them all due attention, will give us the greatest success, you know, and our employee owners will reap the value of that success. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. And uh, we're almost out of time, but we have a, a little bit left. It goes by so fast. Um, but each month we give you a frequently asked question from the field. And this month's question is, who does our annual stock valuation and what is it based on? Yeah. So we, as every other ESOP, is responsible to have an independent do our stock valuation. Ours is done by Stout and has been done for a, a number of years. They're one of the top two or three independent financial evaluators of ESOP companies. Mm -hmm. And so each year we work through with Stout, not only the results that we've had over the past year, but our projections of where we're going to be going, you know, in the future. So it combines not only what we've done in the past, but what our vision is uh, for the future and where we're going. And so they do that valuation. Uh, and uh, we've been really uh, thrilled with the service that they've given us mm -hmm. over the years. So we always end the podcast uh, with a fun fact about employee ownership. Uh, so I'm going to put it in your lap. What is your fun fact for us this month to close us out? According to Lazar, employee ownership is a strong bipartisan initiative because it widely acknowledges the benefits of job creation, employee retention, and healthy communities. Recent developments in multiple state and federal legislation support ESOP growth, and most are brought forth together with both Democrats and Republican sponsorship. As we all know, that's really unusual. Rare. Uh, we don't get that. You know, even last month here in, in Pennsylvania, we had legislation that was brought forth. So we're seeing it firsthand in our home location here in PA. Rare. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be with you, Bob. Uh, we appreciate what you do for this organization and uh, for really being uh, an employee first leader. 
Thank you. Well, thank you very much. You've been listening to the Employee Ownership Podcast with Bob Whalen, an HB Global production. Thank you for joining us. See you next month.